the series that we're going to be talking about through Epiphany, Pastor Jeremy and I, is called Vanishing Virtues. Because it is my opinion, humble opinion, that uh, the, many of these virtues uh, that, we, that we strive for are, in fact, vanishing away from our society. And what can we do to reclaim and bring back those virtues? The very first virtue we're going to talk about today is honor. Honor. Now, this was planned weeks ago, some months ago. I had no idea I was going to have so much material from the past week to talk about honor. Let me just say, again, a vanishing virtue in our country. I don't believe our society has much honor anymore. And I give you just a real kind of simple example. If you've ever traveled the world, if you've ever gone to another country, you know, one of the things that you might check before you go there is uh, somebody else who maybe has been there or lived there and say, what are their customs? What, what, you know, you want to make sure I, I don't want to offend someone when I'm there. I don't want to offend my host. I want to honor my host. And different parts of the world have really different things, you know, rules, kind of unwritten rules to show honor to other people. Uh, in Asia, it's prominent. In other parts of the world, too. But in Asia, you know, you think about they bow when they greet one another. Just slightly, just as a, a sign of showing honor to the other person. They show honor to you by bowing back. And we don't do that here. Uh, in some places, uh, the handshake isn't just a hand. You, you grip up on the forearm, almost the elbow, as a way of showing honor. And I know in Africa, and again, other places too, other cultures, but in Africa I know, uh, you show honor. When you go to someone's house, you always bring a gift. It doesn't have to be expensive. It can be simple. But it's just a way of showing honor to your host. In other parts of the world, uh, the custom would be to don't, not ever, whatever you don't ever show the soles of your feet to another person. That's very dishonoring because your feet are dirty. And, you know, kind of like the people in our country, we put our feet up on our desks and we show the soles of our feet. You wouldn't do that. Make sure you not do that in other countries. Now, the, the flip side is, now, what if somebody from another country were going to come and visit the U.S.? And they wanted to ask us, well, what do I do when I'm there? I really want to make sure I don't dishonor anybody. Probably most, of the, you know, most people give the advice of, well, it really doesn't matter. <laughs> you can do whatever you want. You can say whatever you want. It doesn't matter. Uh, very much uh, not concerned with showing honor to other people. We'll talk about how important this is because there was a time in Jesus' ministry where he was actually limited by and, and how much he could do, how much he could help, how much he could bless because of a lack of honor. It was in his hometown. The people who should have honored him the most were actually the ones who honored him the least. This is our gospel reading, Mark chapter 6. First couple of verses, Jesus left there and he went to his hometown. So a little context there is the, uh, the rest of Israel. So about a year earlier, Jesus had come to his hometown, and the people, his friends, his neighbors, his family, they ran him out of town. They tried to kill him. And so for about a year, he's been doing his ministry, gathering disciples. He's proclaiming the word of God. He's performing miracles. Just amazing. He turned water into wine. Then he I healed the blind, he healed the deaf, he even raised somebody, a boy from the dead, and then 
believe it or not, he even healed Peter's mother-in-law, which some scholars would say that's actually why Peter denied Christ later. I don't know. I love my mother-in-law. I don't even get that joke. I don't understand. He's doing all these wonderful things, and so he comes back to his hometown, the people he grew up with, with his disciples. And when the Sabbath came, he began to teach in the synagogue, and many who heard him were amazed. Look what they said about him. Where did this man get these things, they asked. What is this wisdom that has been given him that he even does miracles? They're going, wow, this is incredible teaching. This is incredible power this man has. And then someone says, Hey, isn't that the carpenter? Isn't this Mary's son? You know, his brothers, James, Joseph, Judah, Simon, they're all neighbors. Aren't his sisters here with us too? And they took offense at him. So they said, hey, wait a second. Isn't that just that ordinary guy? Wasn't he, 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 had, he took over his dad's carpenter shop? Doesn't, don't you have one of his kitchen tables at home? Isn't this the ordinary kid that we grew up with and nobody liked in school because the teachers loved him and he always made hundreds, right? Isn't this that ordinary, just regular next-door neighbor guy? Who is this guy? And Jesus said to them, only in his hometown, among his relatives and his own house, is a prophet without honor. In Greek, that's just one word, atimos, atimos in the Greek, Without honor. And atimos means to dishonor, of course. It means to treat as common or ordinary. Now, if you want to have a common and ordinary marriage, let me tell you how to do it. You can do this. You can have a common and ordinary marriage if you treat your spouse as common and ordinary. You dishonor each other. Now, what happens at the beginning of a relationship? Why is it so exciting? Why do you get the little tingly-wingly feelings when you're around each other? It's because you're constantly showing honor over and over and over again. Here, open the door. Here, let me get you a gift. Here's some flowers. Oh, I love you, Snooky Wilkums, right? It's just over and constantly showing honor to each other. And then what happens? Time passes by. You start taking each other for granted. You start treating each other as, as common, as ordinary. And you'll have a common and ordinary relationship. Atimos. Dishonor. I would say it's the same for our society. I would say it's the same for our, our nation. How do we have a common, ordinary, or a dishonoring nation? Well, we dishonor each other. Don't treat each other with respect and esteem and value. We'll talk more about that in a second. So what's the flip side of atimos? It's time. You see the same word. It looks like time in English. I know that. But time is how you say it. And honor, it means to value, to respect, to highly esteem. It's to ascribe value or worth to someone else. What's the example? What does honor do to someone? Honor, if you honor someone, you esteem them and you lift them up. If you dishonor them, you devalue them and you tear them down. To honor someone 
is to believe the best about them or the best about their situation. To dishonor them is to believe the worst. You may say, well, Pastor, you know, <laughs> uh, I'll start honoring my husband when he's an honorable person, starts living honorably. No, 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 no. Uh, uh, first of all, you can write this down today. I understand what you're saying. Respect is earned. I'll give you that one. Respect is earned, but honor is given. Honor is what we are called to do. Honor is what we're commanded to do. We'll get to that. And if there is someone in your family or if there is someone in authority over you that, that you do not respect, you honor them anyway. And what I'm telling you is think about marriage especially. Right? You start honoring your spouse. You start esteeming value to them, ascribing value, honoring them. You will lift them up, and often they will start to live out the position to which God has called them to be very honorable in their calling to you as a spouse or a parent. But if you, all you do is dishonor them, all you do is badmouth them to your friends, tear them down, it's a self-fulfilling prophecy. So look what happened to Jesus when the people did not honor him. Verses 5 and 6. Jesus, Jesus could not do any miracles there except lay his hands on a few sick people and heal them. And he was amazed at their lack of faith. Now, I don't fully understand this. But the Word of God says, the Holy Scriptures, okay, it doesn't say Jesus wouldn't do, would not do. It says Jesus couldn't do. He could not do any miracles there. I don't fully understand this, but apparently where there is a lack of honor, it means there's a lack of faith. And where there's a lack of honor and a lack of faith, Jesus here was limited in what he could do to help. And bless those people. As opposed to the places where he was highly honored. People had faith in what he said and what he could do. Okay. So that is what honor is. Next question. Who do we honor? Who are we called to honor? Got a couple. Of, there's a lot, but I've just got a couple. You know, narrow it down. Some really important things. First one, you know, we're called Actually, we're commanded to honor our parents. This is the fourth commandment in Exodus 20, verse 12. God says, honor your father and mother that you may live long in the land the Lord your God is giving you. We honor our fathers and mothers. And again, when I look at the majority of society, it is sad. It's tragic. The way I see teenagers treat parents. I hate you. I'm not listening to you. I'll do what I want to do. You're dumb. That is inexcusable. But listen, to all of us, we don't just honor our parents when we're little kids. We honor them in our 20s, when we're in our 30s, when we're 40s, when we're 50s. When we give our parents grandchildren, we honor our parents by the way we speak about them to our children. 
Well, you don't understand. My mom ran off, and my dad did such and such, and he wasn't. I Don't talk to me about who did it first or who did it worst. I don't want to hear the excuse. Respect is earned, okay? Honor is given. That's what we're called to do. And Martin Luther would talk about this in the small catechism, this fourth commandment, that uh, it's not very narrowly, you know, focused on mothers and fathers, but this is, God is saying we honor everyone who's in authority over us. So if you play sports, you honor your coach. You honor your teachers who educate you. Hey, everybody here. You honor your boss. Okay. Well, I'm smarter than my boss. Well, you may be, but you honor them. Well, I want to be the boss someday. Yeah, and when you are, you're going to want the people to work for you to honor you, won't you? Okay, we're called to honor those in authority over us. And yes, that includes the government officials as well. Uh, Romans 13, the Apostle Paul wrote, writes this. And you've got to understand, the Roman Empire, this was, not, this was not friendly territory here. This was not real welcoming to the Christian church. And Paul talks about how we are to honor those in government. And then in verse uh, 13, uh, chapter 13, verse 7, uh, the Apostle Paul writes, Give everyone what you owe him. If you owe respect, then respect. If honor, then honor. And the fourth commandment says we honor all of those in authority over us. Well, they don't deserve it. Probably not. Maybe not. I don't know. But we honor them. And as we honor them, they grow into the position that God has called them to fulfill, an honorable position. But if all we do is tear down and tear down and tear down and tear down, it's a self-fulfilling prophecy. We're dishonoring each other. Other citizens, on different, just because you have different uh, ideas of what political policy would best help this economy, healthcare, education, whatever it is. I mean, we got to start being, you know, realistic. Now I'm getting a little bit off topic, but you know, it's it's not like, uh, it, it, honestly, it, it's not like one side wants to push grandma over the cliff in the wheelchair, and you know, another side wants to. No, we, we all want our children to be educated. We all want people to have health care. We all want people to have jobs and economy. We should have different policies about how to do it. And the media is, does nothing but magnify uh, how much we dishonor each other. It just makes so much worse, so much worse. Both sides, so much worse. So uh, have I offended everybody yet? Because that's what I'm working on. Let me try one more. Again, uh, just in the last few months, I had no idea I have this much material uh, to work with. When you treat another person's business, your neighbor's small business, as common, as ordinary, as dishonor, you just set on fire. Who cares? Okay. Uh, or if you treat a public building, the people's house, as something that's common or ordinary, then yeah, storm it. This has got to stop. And the only way that we can stop it is to start with ourselves, right? If you want, if you want peace in the world, you have to start with peace in your heart, right? If you want the, the world, if you want our society, you want our country to start honoring its leaders and honoring each other as citizens, we have to start ourselves in our own hearts. 
Honoring our neighbors, honoring uh, people we disagree with, honoring those in authority over us, and then watch as they grow into what God has called them to be. Otherwise, if you just keep tearing people down, it's a self-fulfilling prophecy. Uh, That's about as far as I can go down that road. We talk about what is honor, esteeming, showing value, lifting others up. Talk about who do we honor, our parents, all those in authority over us. Uh, And now I'm going to talk about now what do we do now? Okay, what do we do now in this country where we are today? And again, I don't want to hear who did it. You know, well they impeached this president before we impeached this one, and they did. I don't want to hear who did it first or who did it worst. Okay, that's what Adam and Eve tried in the garden, right? Adam, you ate. Well, well she ate first. And he said, well, the snake was the worst. I don't, it doesn't matter. we got to go from where we are right now. And here's what we're going to do. This is your homework. This is your assignment. Romans 12, verse 10. Romans 12, verse 10. Romans 12, verse 10. Love one another with brotherly affection. Outdo one another in showing what? Honor. Outdo one another in showing honor. Honor. God calls us, He commands us to outdo one another in showing honor. No, you first. No, you first. No, you first. We show honor. Now, I just want to take a little personal privilege here. I just want to take a minute and uh, just show s- some honor publicly uh, to some very important people in my life. And of course, I have to start with my best friend, uh, the mother of my children. My wife, Christy, you know Christy, she is the absolute sweetest person in the whole wide world. And honey, I honor you for your faithfulness, uh, for your prayers. I honor you for uh, just all of the things that you've had to go through, being a pastor's wife, uh, pain that you've gone through that nobody else will know about but us. Uh, I, I honor you for being faithful. And Friday, just last Friday... We celebrated our 21st wedding anniversary. Isn't that great? All right, baby, I'm going to kiss you real big. Come here. (laughs) So I honor my wife. I thank God. I thank God for my wife. Oh, look at that. I uh, also, I want to show honor uh, to all of the staff here at Desert Foothills, the church and the preschool staff, uh, everybody on this team, I'm telling you, they are superstars. They, they're the best at what they do, and it is an incredible honor to work with each and every one of them. Uh, they love the Lord. I'm telling you, they, they love the Lord. They love the Lord's people. Uh, and again, you know, they see kind of how the sausage is made. They see behind the curtain what happens, how do you keep the ministry and the church going. And you know what? They still love the Lord and love the, his people even more uh, than when we started. And this last year, of course, was unprecedented. It was a, just a real struggle. Uh, I can't even believe we went that many months without even having an in-person worship service uh, to, to be able to continue to offer worship opportunities, spiritual growth opportunities, service opportunities uh, through it all. It was absolutely amazing. And the preschool, uh, you know, we started right back up in the fall in August. We got our preschool back open. We've now gone through an entire semester without any kind of COVID or, you know, shutdowns or problems with that, issues with that. 
Martha, the whole staff over there has done just an incredible job too. I also, I want to honor each and every one of you. Uh, this is an incredible congregation. You guys, I was thinking about what word I would pick. I would say you are courageous. You are so courageous. I come up with the craziest ideas. And you guys are like, okay, let's try it. I'm like, okay, eventually they're going to be like, get out of here. We're not doing that. <laughs> but every time you're like, yeah, let's do that. Let's do that. Let's try to expand the kingdom. Let's try to reach the lost. Let's try to grow. And you are. You're faithful. You're prayer warriors. You are generous. We have not passed an offering plate in almost a year now, I don't know, 10 months. And we not only have, through you, God's blessings through you, all the money we need to run all of our ministries of the church and the preschool, and more. God has blessed us on top of that with money that we give away to charities, to Lutheran schools. To, it's incredible. It's just incredible. Uh, this congregation. So I honor you and I thank God for you, how much you honor me and respect what we're doing. And most importantly, of course, on this epiphany where the wise men came and knelt down and presented their gifts, frankincense and gold and myrrh, the most precious things of the ancient world, to honor the Messiah. Right? I honor Jesus, the Son of God, the risen Christ who died for our sins, who rose from the dead so that we will have eternal life with him, with all our loved ones forever and ever in a paradise that is so wonderful we can't even imagine it. And do we deserve it? No way. <laughs> but his grace, his grace, his grace is so sweet. And I honor God. And that brings us to the last question. Why? Why are we a culture without honor? It's very simple. It's because we're a culture that does not honor God. That's at the root. That's at the very heart of our problem. Psalm 22, 23 says, who, uh, You who fear the Lord, praise him. All you descendants of Jacob, honor him. Revere him, you descendants of Israel. We honor God first and foremost. And then when we realize that it is only because of what Jesus did and his name on our hearts that gives us value, that would make us want to honor another person, that gives them value. Uh, it's that heart, it's that common understanding, it's that foundation right, where this honoring of each other and honoring our leaders comes from. Whether they deserve it or not, because I know I didn't deserve it. I just want to give you one last, one last example. True story. Uh, Nick, have you ever heard of Babe Ruth? Is that before your time? But you remember? Everybody remember Babe Ruth? You know who I'm talking about, baseball? All right. So there were, apparently, there were uh, seven autographed home run baseball bats in his whole career. Seven. And they knew where six of them was, but there was one they kind of just lost track of. And what happened was, was there was a, I think it was a home run derby. It's kind of an exhibition thing. Fans were there. And Babe's uh, manager gave that autographed bat to just one of the fans that was there. And it just kind of disappeared. He took it home, and nobody knows what happened to it. Well, many, many decades later, uh, the story came to light. Uh, the man who received the bat took it home as his most honored, his treasured possession. He kept it his whole life. He, he, he had it mounted on his wall. He just, he loved that thing. 
But on his deathbed, uh, he had outlived all of his relatives. And so he said to his nurse, he said, you are the closest person to me. You, you love, you know, you, you care for me. He goes, I want you to have my most treasured possession. And he gave to her this autographed home run bat by Babe Ruth. And she didn't know much about baseball, but she knew it was special. And so she held on to it. I think she just kept it under her bed for years, for years. And then she fell on hard times financially. She was trying to start a business, and uh, things falling through, whatever, she, hard times. And she, she thought of that bat. She said, I wonder if that's worth anything. So she pulled out from under her bed. She took it to a sports store, and, and uh, the guy comes to the counter. His eyes are like this big. He gets on the phone. He's calling his friends. The experts come in. Their jaws are dropped. I can't believe. He goes, we think that this is the first of seven autographed home run bats you know, from Babe Ruth. And so it went to auction. In 2006, it sold for $1,300,000. So she opened her restaurant. <laughs> but then, with all the money left over, she started a foundation that helped children, disabilities of children that Babe wanted to serve at the end of his life. And a reporter asked her, said, why did you give all that money away? Why did you start this foundation? And she said, that baseball bat was only valuable because it had Babe Ruth's name on it. The only reasonable thing I could do with the money was something that would honor his life. Brothers and sisters in Christ, the only reason we have any value at all is because of what Jesus did and because his name is on our hearts. The only reasonable thing we can do is to honor God with our lives. And everyone has that value because Jesus died for everyone. Jesus died for Democrats and he died for Republicans. He died for socialists and communists and capitalists. He even died for Nazis. He died for every person. Respect is earned, okay? Honor is given. When we build each other up, we ascribe value, then we can reclaim that vanishing virtue of honor, and this world will start to be a little bit more like what God intended it to be. Amen? Amen. Amen.